It's showtime, folks. Son now. Ali to the left. Son on a mission to go alone. This is sensational. World class. segments for today's show we're going to first go over the week in soccer in the european domestic leagues and then we're going to bring in rita cinema to review the witches it's a great show so let's get into the soccer let's go to the premier league where there was the marquee matchup of liverpool versus man city and it was marquee for about a half they came out and played a really great game but uh by the second half uh I don't know if they ran out of steam from their it's been a long 3 weeks of Champions League and travel and uh it looked like they both sort of pulled off the gas a little bit and were content with a 1-1 draw um there was the one way that uh Man City could have taken the lead uh but somehow Kevin De Bruyne missed the goal which um Pretty shocking, but uh, it was a shady handball anyway, and uh, I don't know if we want to get into the handball rule. We probably will because Lester got a real beneficial one in the uh, Wolves game, but we'll get to that in a couple minutes. But uh, pretty good game overall, but uh, the last uh, 40 minutes or so were really sort of not a ton of action. But um, going forward, uh, Man City looked to be uh, on point with uh, Jesus back and... uh, uh, we'll see if they can uh, make a push here to uh, get back to the top of the league. Liverpool stays uh, in contention at number three, so uh, they move uh, behind Leicester and uh, Tottenham Ham. Um, the next big game, uh, Manchester United played Everton, and uh, Manchester United sort of needed this game, and they got the result. Bruno Fernandes was... Uh, great in this game um Everton once again uh did not look well and um James came back for this game but uh without Richarlison which um I thought was a big loss but uh, it's proven to be even bigger their offense just doesn't seem to have the sort of same punch that it did and they still are struggling a bit defensively I don't think they've had a clean sheet uh in the Premier League uh this whole season so uh that has to change a little bit. Man United came out and played uh, this game after their uh, poor showing in the uh, Champions League and uh, probably saved uh, Ole's job for at least a couple weeks here. Um, 
some other results in the uh, Premier League. Uh, Southampton remains hot, and uh, they really are playing well, uh, even without Danny Ings. They came out, uh, pounded on Newcastle, and uh, destroyed this game. They got on top early. Uh, Newcastle's offense continues to be a just a poor thing to watch. And uh, once Southampton got up on them, they sort of controlled this game. And Southampton's uh, really good season continues. Crystal Palace dominated Leeds. Leeds' defense didn't show up uh, today, and they weren't able to get the golds. But um, Crystal Palace played pretty well and uh, got goals from four different players or three different players in an old goal. But uh, Leeds... uh, I think this is what you're sort of going to see all uh, year long in the uh, if they can get that offense going, uh, they will score a bunch of goals. But uh, if they can't get any uh, goals to sort of get on top of you, that defense is just going to be poor all all season long. But uh, I look for them to be able to work their way through the uh, table and uh, stay in uh, the sort of middle tier and uh, not get regular relegated back to the championship. Chelsea uh, continues to get better uh, game to game, and uh, Hakim Ziyech, I I can't say enough about the way he's played. Uh, It wasn't a great matchup. Uh, Sheffield United uh, just has played poorly all year long. But uh, Chelsea, uh, it broke their clean sheet record, but their defense uh, with Thiago Silva manning it uh, has just looked better and better. And even without uh, Pulisic and uh, Kai Havertz, uh, this Chelsea team, just uh, when that offense gets rolling, if they can defend it all, they will score goals. And uh, they just uh, have really been one of the uh, top teams that have played like the top team. Now, uh, Tottenham AM got their win. Uh, I'd call this a Mourinho special. They basically did nothing for 88 minutes. And Harry Kane made uh, one play at the end and uh, got the header in for the goal. So they went a Mourinho away and uh, are sitting right there near the top of the table and I think a bit of a contender for the EPL uh, title. We'll see if they can continue this sort of find their way to win games when they play bad, which they've struggled with, but uh, that's the Mourinho special. And uh, last but not least... uh, We'll go over the uh, Aston Villa-Arsenal game. Really just, uh, this is probably the poorest game uh, under Arteta that Arsenal has played. They just didn't have any life, and it looked like they gave up. Uh, Aston Villa continues to really impress this season, even after a couple bad games in a row there. They look to be uh, sort of a mid-table type team, and uh, that's good because it's always good when uh, Aston Villa uh, stays up. Now, the Leicester City Wolves game, Leicester got a, I'd say, a beneficial handball call. This handball rule is just sort of, I don't like it the way they are ruling it. If it just hits the hand no matter what, they're calling uh, a penalty on it, but um, hopefully they can sort of work that out and uh, get it changed, especially as they go on international break. But uh, that being said, uh, Wolves didn't have their best game, and uh, Leicester sort of outplayed them, so I thought the result was uh, pretty much deserved. We'll move on to La Liga, where uh, Atletico Madrid, I asked on Friday for them to step up and really put it on Cadez, and that's exactly what they did. So uh, 
Great game by Atletico Madrid. Uh, really put the offense on him. Jao Felix was great, and uh, so was Marcus Lorente. Suarez uh, did his thing and got his goal, and uh, they just came out, dominated like they should, and um, really just uh, this is their chance to take this La Liga title with uh, both uh, Real Madrid and uh, Barcelona struggling. Speaking of uh, Barcelona, they had uh, probably their most dominant game against a poor defensive side in Real Betis. Dembele uh, got him started with a nice goal 22 minutes in, and uh, even Antoine Griezmann got in on the score sheet, so uh, that's something eventful. But um, as good as Barcelona looked, and this was probably their best game offensively that I've seen so far, uh, I sort of take it with a grain of salt. Uh, Real Betis is uh, just poor offensively, and uh, once again, Barcelona's defensive struggles sort of showed up here a little bit too, conceding two goals, but uh, they got the job done and uh, got the win here. Who didn't get the win here was uh, Real Madrid, who was really poor versus Valencia. Uh, they just they don't have the offense. Uh, once again, it showed up. Um, other than Benzema, I, I don't know how they go about scoring. Uh, Eden Hazard had played well uh, the last game or two, but uh, there was just nothing here, and uh, it looked like they were all ready to go on international break and have a bit of a rest, but uh, a bad showing uh, nonetheless. And uh, speaking of top-of-the-table teams in La Liga, Real Sociedad uh, once again was... Uh, I wouldn't say it was an exciting game, but they got two goals early on and uh, held on and uh, pretty much uh, controlled the whole game versus Granada, and uh, Real Sociedad uh, remains atop the uh, La Liga table. So as that breaks down, we'll see uh, how these teams come back uh, coming off international break. But um, Real Sociedad, uh, 20 points atop the uh, table uh, with a Two games in hand over Atletico Madrid and a game in hand over Real Madrid and two over Barcelona. So uh, they sit pretty nicely atop that table as they keep winning games, and uh, we'll see if they can maintain and stay there. Now we'll move on to the Bundesliga, where the big game of the week, Dortmund played uh, Bayern Munich, and uh, as things have gone for the most part uh, all season, all, you know, season long. Um, Dortmund got a nice goal. They missed some opportunities, but uh, Bayern Munich was just too much for him, and that's just been the way it's been for multiple seasons in a row now. And uh, I was hopeful Dortmund could uh, maybe steal this one, but they they just didn't have it. Uh, Sané had a beautiful goal there. Uh, but I think it was around the 80th minute to put him up 3-1, and... Uh, Holland came back with a goal a couple minutes later, but uh, just not enough to uh, take down their rivals in uh, Bayern Munich, and it looks like um, they once again won't have enough uh, this season. It was a entertaining game, but um, sort of same result as it always is. Bayern comes out on top. Now, uh, the game in the Bundesliga that was actually really fun to watch and I, I was excited for was Byron Leverkusen and uh, Gladbach, and it turned out to be uh, one hell of a game. Uh, both teams going back and forth, scoring goals, and uh, Leverkusen came out on top 4-3, but uh, really just a really exciting game and uh, probably the best way to watch uh, 
German league soccer is uh, watching these two teams play up and down play, uh, open play where they're both going after goals and uh, trying to score on each other. And it was a really exciting game. So uh, if you didn't catch that game, try to find it on uh, a replay on ESPN Plus because uh, it was just a really fun watch and a really good win by uh, Byron Leverkusen. RB Leipzig had a pretty easy game over uh, Freiburg this week and continued their good play. So uh, they moved into second place over Dortmund in the standings, and Leverkusen takes over fourth. Uh, The fun one up here is uh, Union Berlin, who's been on a little bit of a hot streak here, sits at fifth in the table after uh, a pretty exciting win over Armenia. I guess that's Armenia. It's Armenia. I don't know how to say it. They just moved up. But uh, Union Berlin dominated in... uh, Quietly moving up the table. We'll see if that uh, can continue as they probably start to play a handful of the uh, bigger teams, but uh, a fun story nonetheless. And uh, PSG, uh, we'll touch on them, uh, had a pretty uh, easy win versus uh, Reynos. Uh, Moise Keen uh, got the scoring started and uh, continues to be a, a bright spot for PSG and a great pickup. Uh, I'm a little sad he left Everton. Um, they could really use him now, now that uh, Richarlison's been out for uh, three games, but I think he's uh, sort of found a home here in the PSG uh, front line. So uh, that was good to see. Pretty easy win for PSG back on track after a poor game versus uh, RB Leipzig uh, over the weekend. So that's our soccer recap for the week. We go on international break, and uh, we'll probably uh, – not touch on soccer till they get back from international break. We'll see how that breaks down, but uh, not too much inter- interesting going on uh, in the uh, international break uh, team-wise. Uh, so uh, we'll be back on soccer in about a week and a half from now, and we'll move on to our movie review with our movie critic, Rita Cinema. All right, we go to our movie reviews of the week. We got another remake of a film from 1990 and a Ronald Dahl novel, The Witches. So I didn't know quite where to sit on this. I I love the original and um, the remake. I still don't know where I'm going to put my ranking. What were your feelings on the film? Let me give a I've I've written quite a bit of background. So let me read and and go over some of my background here so that everybody kind of has an idea of what we're talking about. Um, the Witches, as you said, is an adaptation of Roald Dahl's fantasy novel of the same name. Uh, it's also a remake of the popular 1990 movie that starred Angelica Houston as the Grand High Witch, and I think it's one of her unforgettable roles, actually. She was perfect for it. Um, Dahl was a prof- prolific novel and screenwriter. He wrote a trove of well-known and beloved children's stories that have been adapted for film, among them Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Matilda, James and the Giant Peach, the fantastic Mr. Fox, and of course, the witches. He generally has a child narrator, and there are always evil adults who hate children as a central theme of the story. 
But his stories also feature a kind-hearted adult who comes to the child's aid. His books were not sugar-coated little fairy tales. They are scary and menacing at times. And he presents a dark view of the world for children. Um, it can seem that way. But his stories are also filled with fun and whimsy, and kids love them um, as they do the films. And guess what? I think adults love them, too, both the books and the films. Well, I've, I've always enjoyed his books. Uh, I love Fantastic Mr. Fox and James and the Giant Peach. Um, Matilda was enjoyable, but uh, I, I think uh, this was easily my favorite uh, movie adaptation that came out, uh, other than maybe Wes Anderson's Fantastic Mr. Fox, but that's more of a Wes Anderson uh, infatuation issue than a actual entertainment of movie issue. Uh, the original Witches uh, was one of my favorite childhood movies. So uh, I do recall that. I, I think you liked the book as well. I did enjoy I the book. I've yeah. pretty much enjoyed most of his books, if not all of them. So, uh, so have I. <laughs> so um, remaking this movie, I think I was a little excited about, but it's hard to top something where, as a child, you're really infatuated with it. I can't name how many times I watched the movie. So, Well, it did occur to me, actually, that all of the, the children in 1990 or young uh, people in 1990 who loved it like you did, um, are now grown up, many parents, and I kind of wondered if they didn't make the re, they made this movie because now those, those uh, individuals like you who were children then and loved it have a new version to put before their children, um, if they have children, and so I, I think they thought it would be popular for, for that reason, um, actually. Um, do you, do you want me to give background on the story? Yeah, go okay. with some background. All right, um, because not, you know, you and I are doll fans, but not everybody might have read all of these books or... Uh, well, they should. <laughs> we recommend you read the books. Yes, they're great reads. Um, this new version of Witches uh, is offered by HBO Max, and the story centers around a young boy whose parents are killed in an automobile accident. Um, that's right at the beginning of the movie. And following the accident, he goes to live with his grandmother, who in this particular version is just delightfully played by Octavia Spencer. She is the star of this movie. She's wonderful in it. And frankly, after I watched this movie, I really wanted to be her best friend. Uh, I want her to come spend some time with me. I just love her. Um, the earlier film and the book are set in England, and um, this one is set in Alabama. I think that might not work for some people who really want to remain true to the original uh, story, but I didn't find that the place of origin, the way the story was told, really was that important. It, I thought this was just as good as having it take place in, in England, and you could kind of identify with it, actually. Um, the grandmother takes the young boy on a holiday at a posh resort near a beach. Um, the This new... Uh, Witches uh, features the voice of Chris Rock uh, narrating as the grown-up version of the child character, and he's looking back at what happened to him. Um, the story is set up early with a very serious discussion about how witches are real and live among us, and they are demons who are dis who disguise themselves to look just like us. Uh, the grandmother quite serious ex seriously explains to her grandson exactly what to look for, Gloves over ugly hands, 
no toes, square feet when they take off their shoes, and a bald head. The witches must wear wigs, and they get a rash, a nasty rash on their heads from the wigs. And in this version, they have this ability to make their noses and mouths enlarge, big, and part of that uh, relates to the fact that in the story, the witches... Um, to, to the witches, all children smell disgustingly like dog poop. That's one of the major themes in the story, which I'm sure children will think is just hilarious. Um, when they take off their disguises, they have this meeting and they take off their disguises, they are just wretched looking. That's the whole idea. They're supposed to scare you. Um, after the young boy has a close encounter with uh, a witch in their hometown, he and his grandmother take this vacation to get away both from the tragedy in their lives and this threat that is local in their hometown. However, it turns out that they uh, the resort they go to, they fall smack dab into the middle of a convention of witches. Ironically, they're portraying themselves as a society for the prevention of cruelty to children. And all the trouble starts there. This convention of witches led by the Grand High Witch, played by Anne Hathaway, want to wipe out all children. The Grand High Witch has developed a potion that will turn the children into mice, and she has a fortune to pass out among her witch followers so that they can open candy stores and proceed to deliver the potion through the candy to the children of the world. Um, this child narrator and his cohort, a, another child he meets at the resort named Bruno, who happens to be English, actually, British, um, also staying in the hotel. They, he's staying there with his parents, get caught up in one of the, the witch's sessions, and they're both turned into mice. Um, they make their way back to the grandmother, who then, there's a lot of story to it, but who then helps them to steal the potion, destroy the witches, and save all the children. Um, of course, there's a little more to it than that, but that's... Yes. Yeah. So, what did you think? I still... I don't know. Uh, I liked the way it looked. I liked the way it flowed. It stayed pretty true to the story. What I didn't like is... I didn't enjoy the demon part of it. What were your feelings on this sort of demon take where they're, you know, I guess underworldling creatures who have risen up and are yeah. taking modern day... I guess it wasn't modern well, day, but, yeah. you know, society. I I struggled getting that piece of it together, whereas in the original, they were just witches who were amongst us. I didn't love that they took away the purple eyes. I think that was probably the most sort of interesting thing about the original, where they just shoot in on the purple sort of glow in the eyes and taking that away I, I sort of thought they lost something for you know their smiley demon mouth well i i agree with you on several points um you know it's always hard when you do a remake particularly if the first one was pretty darn good and so i you know i have i this is the thing i enjoyed the movie i sat down and watched it and i enjoyed it however there were just so many things that they changed that I didn't like. Um, first of all, I agree with you on the eyes and on the makeup, and they used a lot of CGI to make their mouths grow big and their noses grow big, and that just didn't work for me. I thought it was campy rather than scary, whereas in the first version, which Jim Henson did, by the way, they used more special effects and disguises to make them you know, look like really scary witches, and it was just so much better that way. 
you know, now the technology is so much different and um, they can use all that CGI. And to be perfectly honest, um, uh, they use that in the transformation of the witches in this movie. And I really felt like it distracted rather than added to it. And the original movie was much scarier and I liked the look of the witches better uh, yeah, in that I, one. The CGI just, I thought, took away. It well, it made it more campy, in, yes. my, in my view, than scary. And, uh, I mean, the original with the Jim Henson stuff, it, it looked puppeteer, but I sort of liked that feeling of it. That's exactly what made it know, good. It made, it, it made kids like it, yes, too. Yes, it gave it, actually, another Jim Henson movie, sort of a labyrinth feel, yes. where Jim Henson's on there with, mm-hmm. you know, the puppets, and it, I just... This CGI, it also seemed like sort of lazy CGI. It did not seem like... They didn't make it very good. You know, Lord of the Rings CGI. It sort of looked like, you know, we have two weeks, throw it to the computer nerds and create this for us. Well, I will say, though, it didn't take away from my enjoyment of the movie. I did enjoy the movie. It just was a little distracting, and I just thought they didn't need to do all that. Um, Now, I'm going to comment on Anne Hathaway. Uh, I feel kind of sorry for her. I wouldn't want to follow Angelica Houston either in that role. Um, And I'll be honest, I... I'm not a huge fan of Anne Hathaway, but I tried to go into the movie, uh, watching the movie, um, with an open mind and, and not let that get in the way. And um, I just, I don't know. I just thought she, uh, she was trying too hard or something, and and I just did not think that she was a little over the top, and her accent was terrible, and uh, I and she just couldn't, she just couldn't top the end. <laughs> But I don't know that she was trying to. She was trying to make it different, but she didn't make it different better. No, I thought her acting was a little over the top. And um, in like the Angelica Houston role, uh, other than the like 20 minute monologue where she's, you know, in the meeting, she doesn't even really have to say anything to sort of command the screen and you feel her presence. Right. I think Anne Hathaway always felt like she had to be yelling and twirling and. Yeah doing this over-the-top thing with this, um, I don't know what sort of Soviet Union ex- yeah. accent, which I found oh, her accent was awful. Really She's weird. a better actress than that. They should, That was another thing that, you know, if you say they're being lazy, yes. she could have done better. The director should have, and it was a big-time director, yes. but they should have... Um, it done was better. Just an interesting <laughs> accent choice. So well, she kept kind of slipping back and yes. forth, and I couldn't figure out where she was so going with it. So that was I don't I like Anne Hathaway more than you. I, I thought she'd take a little bit different tact in this role than the sort of over the top of presence that she put. Whereas like Angelica Houston, sort of, you see her when she first walks in in the 1990 film, and she just eats up the screen, and yeah. you're automatically focused. For her, you're sort of like, what's going on here? Well, Angelica Houston has that look that is, I'm a bad person look. <laughs> and she didn't have to act. I mean, she, it just came naturally to her. I think with Anne Hathaway, you know, she's a beautiful actress. Um, and I think she had to work hard to make us think she wasn't, she can be a not very nice person, but I think she had to work hard to get beyond the princess looking thing you know that she does but um angelica houston doesn't have to work hard at that she gets you right at the start there's a couple other things that the the purple eyes i did miss that a lot but the other thing they did in this movie to change it a little bit there's one thing they did to change it that i didn't like and one thing they did that i thought 
was good. Um, they added a sassy little girl mouse. They turned Bruno into a mouse, and they turned the main character, the little boy who's the main character, whose name you don't know. By the way, in the earlier version, they gave the child a name, which a lot of people didn't like, including Doll. Um, they called him Charlie, I think. But in this version, they do not give the character a name. They're truer to the story to the original novel. Um, anyway, I liked that. But they added this sassy little girl mouse, which, again, didn't take away from my enjoyment of the movie. And the children were darling as little mice that talk and work with each other. They're quite delightful. But I think that was a modern touch to be a little more gender-inclusive. And I'm not sure they really needed to do it. It, it you know, took away from... No, it, you know, I didn't it quite wasn't understand. Bad. It just wasn't good. Either. Well, the other thing, they, you know, just turned her into a southern country oh, yes. fried the southern, cliche. Yeah, which, yeah the southern you know, accent. Yeah, Drives me insane. Yeah, and me the too. other thing, she just sort of appears out of nowhere. Which yeah, I, where the <laughs> heck did this mouse come I from? I found you a know? little weird. It's like all of a sudden there's three instead of two. Well, and, it was was it his pet mouse, though? And, no. It, no? It, <laughs> well, I think I it was one of the ones that the witches brought. or yeah. it, She had been staying there since the last time they came to the hotel. I couldn't quite work it out, but uh, she just appeared sort of out of nowhere maybe there's a exclusive scene somewhere sitting around where she comes in well the other thing they changed that actually was good and was truer to the story I, I might add that i i read this article um in wired magazine about the movie and um it mentioned that uh Roald Dahl really liked the choice, he was still living then, of Angelica Houston to play the Grand High Witch. But he was very angry at the way they changed the ending. Um, in the 1990 version, um, they, an, um, you know, a witch that uh, became a good witch and a good person, she left the, you know, the group, um, comes back and changes the little boy and his friend Bruno, Charlie and Bruno, back into real boys, or she changed Charlie back into real boy, um, so that he doesn't have to live his life as a mouse. In the new version, uh, this 2020 version, they stayed true to the story, where the little boy does not get, I mean, he does not get changed back into a boy form. He remains a mouse, and he grows old with, you know, as a mouse with his grandmother. And that is truer to the story and I think Dahl would have been happy with this change um and uh I you know it it um it sort of shows the newer version shows you know that uh both versions do that life isn't perfect there's death there's sadness there's change but you also have love and friendship and fun yeah um I didn't mind the 1990 ending it's a you know child movie trope where you have to yeah i you know make i didn't good. mind it either but the mm -hmm. doll minded well it. <laughs> yes he would but you know if you're making a movie in that time period that's going to appeal to children you're going People, to have yeah the happy child's ending well i think they made this now the oddity of child nudity floating in that movie yeah might well, have. oh yeah the the uh but but they made the mouse so lovable in this one, the yes. new version. You know, the little boy was lovable, but the mouse was lovable, and the grandmother, Octavia Spencer, I'm telling you, she's the star of this yes. um, show. The whole uh, reason I adorable. enjoyed this film was Octavia Spencer yeah. carried this movie and she's made it wonderful. a fun watch to really uh, and to 
sit through. And to see the grandma and the little mouse boy <laughs> grow old together, you know, uh, it's it's sweet. It's a sweet ending despite the start, dark story, and that's pretty much what the author uh, was going for. So that's... Uh, I Can I... T- a couple of things. When I was researching Roald Dahl after uh, seeing this movie, I found a couple things that just struck me, and I think they're... You know, this will be a fun movie night for families, I think, to, to watch this movie. But I think keep this in mind, and that is one, one quote from him was, those who don't believe in magic will never find it. And, you know, so true, so true. And then he, if you think about all the books that he wrote, he also wrote um, his eight main rules that he applied to children's books. One, just add chocolate. Two, adults can be scary. Three, bad things happen. Four, revenge is sweet. Five, keep a wicked sense of humor. Six, pick perfect pictures. Seven, and I think that was for his books. Seven, films are fun, but books are better. And eight, food is fun. And all of those things, when you watch his movies, all of those things are incorporated in his stories. Yes. All right, so we got to give a ranking on this. One through ten, starting at Clockwork Orange. By the way, that's on Netflix if anybody wants to watch it. Uh, to five at Watchable and ten, must drop everything and see now. Where are you sitting with this film? Okay, I'm going to add a little postscript too because I'm sure anyone who's going to watch this movie knows that it has become somewhat controversial now because of the fact that people have said the way they made the witch's hands look um, is a condition that some people with disabilities actually have. So it has gotten some criticism there. So I think as you sit down to watch this, I mean, it, it probably won't bother most people, but it might be a teachable moment. <laughs> so I'll just say that. I'm not going to say one way or the other how it impacted me, but um, I think parents can keep that in mind. Um, I'm going to give it a six. I enjoyed it, but there. I just, I don't know, six to seven. It was an enjoyable movie. I can't criticize it there. And I, I loved Octavia Spencer. I loved the voice of Chris Rock. I liked the way they ended it. Um, I just didn't like the Grand High Witch, and that's doggone important to the story. Yeah, um, I think I'm just going to have to settle for Watchable at five. I found it entertaining in parts, but if you ask me which one I'm going to continue watching in my time after this i will probably watch the original more than i (laughs) will revert back to this film so i'm a five okay so we got a couple movies upcoming that we're going to review uh the sophia loren film that comes out on netflix on friday the life of head a the life ahead not (laughs) a life ahead and then the forest whitaker jingle jangle a christmas journey we're going to review over thanksgiving week and uh there might be an unhinged Russell Crowe uh, road rage film. If he can get me to watch it. <laughs> somewhere hovering around in there. Okay, that's our movie review for the week. That's our show, and we're out.